On this edition of the Michigan State of Sports, it's a victory Monday for the college football programs, both Michigan and Michigan State riding high with 3-0 and records. We discuss which is real, which is not, and a little quick Lions preview. That's coming up next on the Michigan State of Sports. On this edition of the Michigan State of Sports, it's a victory Monday for the college football programs, both Michigan and Michigan State riding high with 3-0 and records. We discuss which is real, which is not, and a little quick Lions preview. That's coming up next on the Michigan State of Sports. Happy Monday, everybody. What is going on? Coming to you on a Monday morning, September 20th. Fall is near, and you can feel it's near with all these wins the local teams are racking up. Michigan pounding teams left and right. Michigan State giving teams from all over the country the business. And now we brought in our best man to give everyone else the business. Jake Reitman, the co-host. What's up, bro? Give him the business. Hello, Tony Garcia. I was kind of dreading this show um, for a lot of reasons. No, mostly because I, I think I have that sick, sick um, trait where I just don't. I and, and the the closer you are to me, and I'm rambling here to begin, the less I want you to celebrate victory mm-hmm. for your sports mm-hmm. teams. Um, yeah. and, and so I, I this is an expression to as you as a close friend. The first person I thought of when Michigan State made that statement victory on the road was you. And in this weird way, I just was was a little bit, um, I don't want to say upset or, or anything of that, but I was just kind of thinking like, oh, yeah, Tony's going to brag. You're going to have to listen to Tony. going to have to, you know, all the Spartans. Oh! So <laughs> let me just go ahead and we'll knock, we'll, squish, we'll squish this like a bug. We'll get it out of the way. Your Spartans showed up. They showed out. Good for them. Tuck coming. Do your thing. And I just, you know, and and I don't even know why. What's wrong with me? Why? Because I have nothing against Michigan State. I have nothing against Michigan. Want them both to be good. Root for radio. Want them both to be relevant. And Michigan State, look, and Michigan too. Three zero. It's funny. So I think we're we're kind of similar in that way because I actually know the exact feeling you're talking about. Like I, it could be someone random, like. If the NBA finals are between two sort of nothing teams, sometimes I'm such a bad person and fan. I can't, Detroit hasn't had success in so long. I will root for the villain. I'm like, no, I don't want other people to feel happiness. Let's (laughs) all be miserable and let the Dodgers win or the Yankees win or someone that just always wins. Because like when, when a team like the Raptors, obviously I'm switching between baseball and basketball here, but when the Raptors rise up or when the Nationals finally break through, I'm like, that was not cool. Because now all these people who get to celebrate these things I don't experience, now they get that. But New York, they get that all the time. Like, yeah, they'll be excited for a day, but then they got to go live their busy, stupid New York life. Same in LA. But small town teams like Detroit, like the Michigan States, we need it. If I can't be happy, nobody can be happy. But no, No, I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm a terrible. So I don't think it makes you less of a bad person. I'm just equally a bad person. But I happen to be on the good side of things today. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm case, not quite with you. Exactly. Exactly. And Michigan 63, 10 winners over Northern Illinois. They got the number one rushing attack in the country. Haven't played anybody. But fall, I think you said it in the open, like fall is here. I mean, that is, again, just point out the obvious here, Jake, but we are we are full blown football season and mm-hmm. and you know you got I, I was staying up till two in the morning with Pac twelve after dark on Saturday and a full NFL Sunday Lions obviously here later tonight on Monday Night Football but it feels good it 
And to, so one thing, my I think my favorite dynamic from this weekend and how you know it's still fall, it's still September, it's because Michigan and Michigan State fans are still being cordial with one another. Like I'm getting texts from my Michigan buddy. Wow, how about the how about Sparty? <laughs> Pretty impressive. Not a bad win. Going on the road. And then I'm like, you know, man, like it's not just Michigan State. Michigan, eight touchdowns, eight drives. I know it's at Northern Illinois, but not much else you can do running the ball at will. We're all still like in that like jovial, like cordial, being kind. Um, like like it hasn't quite set it set in yet. Like no no no. Like there's two top twenty teams right now, and things are about to get very real in five weeks. And so I'm kind of just enjoying uh, the the facade that is all of us enjoying the success of one another. I mean, it's great for you. It is a root for radio time. It is more fun when both teams are good, but. I mean, Michigan State fans are confident with how they're playing right now, but how Michigan's playing has to be concerning. And I know the truth is the same, vice versa. So I just think it's funny how we're all kind of just just sort of bringing this along and like celebrating each other's success as if we're actually happy, which... which no, you no, that's interesting because I would, um, and obviously we don't have, it, that's what some of that, some of that is what makes this fun is we have kind of different circles that we run in because the circle I'm running in is kind of the opposite where I'm mm. feeling like Michigan, Michigan State is already, that rivalry is ramping it up. I mean, and I know it's just Twitter and that's a cesspool in and of itself, but uh, yesterday working at uh, the 97, the one, the ticket, as the Wojo would say, we were getting calls all day on, oh, you know, state fans bashing Michigan. They haven't played anybody, Michigan fans. Oh, state wins one game. They think they're national champions. So I feel like the rivalry is alive and well, and there is legitimate potential for both teams to be unbeaten when they meet October 30th. No, there, there is. And I, so I, I guess... I hope I didn't make a terrible or do a terrible job of this. The rivalry has gone nowhere. And I think it will be, especially with the, the crux of where this is, like with what it means for Harbaugh, what a win would mean, what it would mean for Tucker to go 2-0, and oh, to bring that momentum that you're seeing. I mean, this like how many years, oh, it's such a big game. It's such a big game. Last year, it wasn't that big a game. 2019, it wasn't that big a game. 2018, kind of. 2017, both teams were winning. This will be the biggest game in this rivalry in six years. No question. And, if both teams and, and, can, can if, hold well, up their end of their bargain, let's even. <laughs> I, I think e maybe not even. They don't even have to do that. Each could take a loss because the depth of. I mean, the Big Ten East is the best division in football. Indiana is pushing Cincinnati, giving them everything they want. Yes, it's just Cincinnati. That's a top ten team. I mean, Ohio State. Yes, they lost to Oregon. Those are the only two teams with losses in this in this con in this division. I mean, Michigan. Yes, it's Washington, but they handled them. Miami, they're not that great. Michigan State handled them. Uh, oh, I mean, Penn State beating Auburn. I was beating just Wisconsin. about to say, you got to give Penn State. That's, I mean, well. that's the yeah. real team. So, so this division actually is a little more open than we thought this year. Ohio State's still the favorite. I'm not saying Michigan State's going to come in here and win. I'm not saying Michigan's going to. Crazier things have happened than Ohio State not winning this division. I'm going to say that. And I never even considered that. Yeah, it's, I think we're still in the over. I think you can classify September as an overreaction month for college football and for the NFL, for that matter. And I'm hearing some takes on Ohio State that are are definitely in the category of overreacting. And I'm not accusing you, um, but I'm hearing oh, Ohio State's a three loss team, and hmm. and there's you know the East is up for grabs. And I just want to say, whoa, pump the brakes a little bit because you have to. There, here we go, dethrone the Kings before we can entertain any kind of this uh, 
this type of conversation. Yes, Ohio State looks like they're down a little bit this year, but I still, I'm still not ready to say, oh, the big, the Big Ten East wide open. I will, I will definitely get on board with the the Big Ten East is one of the deepest divisions in football, but I'm not, I'm not ready to say that uh, Ohio State has been dethroned yet. No, no, that would that would certainly be putting the cart before the horse. Uh, I'm just saying I see a chance where they could be. And uh, I thought this football season was not worth playing uh, in that regard <laughs> because it was just, I mean, I, I thought it was a formality. And likely they will still represent the Big Ten, but, but it doesn't Penn, look Penn like State will have something to say about it. And don't surprise, I won't be surprised if Michigan State or Michigan get, actually give them a game this year. Right. It doesn't feel like Ohio State and everybody else anymore. Not, not right now. It doesn't. I mean, we can, we'll see, we'll see where it goes because as I've said, this is where I think Michigan should always want to be. They need, they do not play well in the limelight. I don't know how many times I've harped on this and I'm going to continue to sound like a broken record until it's actually fixed. Stay under the radar, humble yourself, accept, don't do not get over excited. I mean, how many times has a Michigan, Oh, Michigan three and oh, national champions. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, they always win in September, very frequently. And then a lot of times things go down the drain. We're going to find out what happens when they go to Madison in a couple weeks. But this is not this does not feel like that same type of just a September Michigan start to me because of the way they're doing it. Um, I mean, they always they always they beat they used to beat Rutgers 79 to zero. Right. And then when push came to shove, they'd get housed by Ohio State. And so they're out here beating Northern Illinois, beating them by 50, whatever, putting up 60, scoring at will. I mean, that's not is as what's as impressive as is Blake Corm and Hassan Haskins and this offensive line and just the dedication to knowing who they are. And Michigan for a long time, I think has not had an identity or they've tried to force their identity. I think they're actually letting their team sort of become who they are. This not blitz all day, everyday defense kind of works a little bit also. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, it's still that weird. Don't get too ahead. But I've but I've said all year long after week three, talking to after week three, I really think I'll know what these teams are. I think these are both nine win teams. Yeah, that's, that's all it, I, that's it how feels I feel. that way. That's what I was going to ask is how you differentiate this for Michigan between any other hot start that they've had in years past. And I mentioned it and and you've talked about the offensive line. I mean, it's the number one rushing attack in the country. You know, it's not a uh, it's not a military school that has the most, you know, the number one rushing attack in the country. It's 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 the University of Michigan. So and I know those are just stats. And so, again, how do you differentiate? Oh, they're beating up on the northern Illinois of the world versus actually this Michigan team is a nine win team. But I mean, so I think there's a few ways to differentiate that. And one is look at last year. Like, I don't have to point anywhere farther than just last year for both of these teams. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Michigan went two and four, and it was much worse than that if they hadn't sort of backed out of the last two games. Same with Michigan State, two and five. These teams were getting blown out last year. And now they're the ones put laying the hurt down. And and it's just also, I mean, oh, who are you beating? Did we all not watch Northern Illinois go beat Georgia Tech? And did we not all watch Western Michigan just beat Pitt? Michigan just handled both those teams by a combined hundred points. And then they didn't even need to try or open up their passing attack at all against Washington to, to beat them by three touchdowns. Like this is more where Michigan should be. And like, and, and I still find it annoying, but it's a good annoying, like, 
I want Michigan – like, the expectation should not be that, oh, we're going to win a national championship every year, but you should be 3-0 and in, in these three games and not satisfied. Like, the fact that Michigan fans are still not satisfied, that's a little more what I want to see. I want I want to continue to see – no, like like my dad right now. He's – I called him. I was like, hey, probably pretty good mood, right? He's, he's a Michigan fan. He's a Michigan guy. He's like – He's like, I don't know. He's like, it's September. He's like, he's like, I've done this before. I mean, he's old season tickets, 30 years. He's he watches this all the time. Ready and to so, get hurt again. Yes. And so I don't know. Maybe am I talking out of both sides of my mouth? Am I a horrible podcast host? Like, like I feel like Michigan fans should be excited. This feels to me, someone who does not like Michigan, a little different. That said, we've seen it frequently, and I don't object to the fan who has some uh trepidation. No, I don't think you're talking out of both sides of your mouth at all. And um, if that was a, you know, softball for a compliment. Um, yes, Tony, <laughs> you're, you're the best podcast host of. Uh, um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you are a tremendous podcast host, sir. But I, I think that's OK to say. And I, that's kind of the um, when I went back and towards the beginning said, you know, I'm hearing from from Michigan fans that this, that and the other and and downplaying state. I think that's where a lot of Michigan fans are and 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 where your dad is type of thing and and i think that's good and, and it's because of what the the last seven years um if you can do the math there ha, has represented so um that all that said i am we we joked about this the the classic the classic we'll see how it all plays out just doesn't work for me like we're, we're of course we're going to see how it all plays out that's what makes this fun is is the prediction side of things the opinion side of things we're all going to see how it all plays out yeah by definition that's called life that's correct that can that can be said with everything of course yeah, <laughs> we will I'll eventually see. find out what happens with everything the reason we do this out. oh just know just know i was starting so when the game the michigan state game it was like 31 17 and Miami, I thought they were going to start driving before Deer came through. Oh, there he goes. Another pick. What do you know, Ronald Williams? Um, Before he did that, I was listening back to our episode. When I said 31-23, I was, oh, I was rooting for Miami Drive. I was going to be really even more insufferable than I oh, really yeah. am. Been but, but, yeah, but, I mean, that's why we make predictions, right? Like, last week, I really had no idea. Uh, maybe it was a little bit of a heart pick, probably. But... And I've watched more Michigan State than than Miami, but I'm like, you know what? I think Vegas has it wrong again. Like, I don't care that they're six and a half point underdogs. I've seen in two weeks things that winning teams do, and so I'm going to trust this. Yes, I could be wrong, as I said. We we took uh, some thoughts out of the Mike Valeni School of Sports Predictions, but but it, but you still have to say something. We're not we're not going to just find out and. We easily could have been wrong, but I mean, I think this was the most exciting outcome for everybody. Michigan appears to be good. Michigan State appears to be good. That's really fun. That's exactly what we're hoping for. Um, other college football. Well, I guess some other notes. I think. I mean, are we are we here that uh, Peyton, Peyton Thorne for real? I mean, four oh, touchdowns. We, yeah. I let's. See, I want you. I want your analysis a little bit because then I want to just give my full thoughts on this Michigan State game. I'll keep it to two minutes, and then we'll we'll do mine. All right. All I, right. Want hear, I, I want to hear what you think about my, the Michigan State. Offense. Listen, listen, and I'm not again, this is this is such a weird way of articulating it that I am like, for some reason, just kind of not shell shock, but I am so surprised with how 
legitimate this Michigan State team is because I didn't I did just did not have him pegged um, in in year two of Mel Tucker for what he inherited and it kind of shows the power of the the transfer portal you know you can make these quick turnarounds um, in today's day and age with of course Kenneth Walker but Peyton Thorne all right so that's where we want to start here first and foremost coach's kid always always gonna always gonna go for the coach jay griepman loves him a coach's kid. they are the smartest kids on the field <laughs> they are the hardest working they have the best perspective they get it and you know what peyton thorne's just another example of all of us coaches kids that that get it they've got the it factor they've got the grit factor so i am a peyton thorne fan for that reason alone his father the head coach at north central out of D3, Naperville, 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 Illinois, not necessarily D3, a very, very good D3 program. Oh, and fun 2019 fact, national champions. Yes. Fun fact here. I won circa 2011 went to two Northern Illinois. No, not Northern Illinois, North central football games as my brother, my brother. Sorry. That's a dumb bit. My brother played for North central uh, before he transferred to hope. So he was once a North central Cardinal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's yeah. right. But um, wow. That's very cool. And were they, but was that before the, the Thor? I think that was before the Thor. Yeah, era, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because yeah, he took over in like 17, I think. Somewhere around there. It was a long time ago. Cool D3 stadium, though, I will say that. All right, but um, I'm, I'm, uh, this is going off the tracks. As it, as anytime you toss me the mic, we're going to go off the tracks. All of our, no. all of our poor listeners are like, oh, God. James, no, I think, I think, uh, I think, A, you made great points um, about the coach's kid, of course. Um, and then, no, a little background never hurts. Uh, so I believe. The big, a lot of people are still t- are talking about this as Kenneth Walker's national coming out game, right? And and that's the storyline. Michigan State has a back that when you need someone to run downhill, when you need that yard, when you need those two, when you need someone to miss, to burst, to shift, to juke, you got them. You got the guy. You got a top five is what people are saying back in the nation. Right now, that's very hard to disagree with. And that was a huge point of emphasis that was completely proven. Or, I mean, I guess you can't prove that someone's top five because that's opinion but it was validated everyone thinking that this is a huge game for Kenneth Walker obviously I was more impressed or I think the development or what we learned about Peyton Thorne was much more significant because I maybe I was just not a step ahead maybe I was already jumping the gun I'd already checked off the box that I believed in Kenneth Walker so I wasn't looking at oh let me see you do it again like no I saw what you did like people in Michigan State jerseys have not run like that in a long time and we've had some pretty good backs so but but Peyton Thorne I mean in the game in week two where he was just putting so really nice touch on the deep balls to Jaden Reed saw something there Um, but what I hadn't seen is him convert third down what are you going to do Connor Cook made his money not real nfl money his metaphorical money that he would have gotten paid on nil on third and eight to tony lippett and aaron burbridge nobody was in more third and long and got out of it than connor cook i watch all these games back i'm like why are we nine of 12 converting third downs like oh god like even when they were good other than 2014 the offense was infuriating run run third and eight third and seven find a slant find a find a curl find a, a bubble screen oh it's horrible um I but, think uh, Thorne, let, let me interrupt here. I think like a uh, every like fifth episode, we should just do a deep dive into the archives of Michigan State football and just let you go off. Oh, 
Nobody wants that. I want that, <laughs> but nobody, literally, we would lose our five listeners, Jake. There's 2013, third and seven. I can't believe what D'Antonio called. 2013 was such a great year. I'm happy to go through every single 2013 <laughs> game. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Peyton Thorne, his ability to scramble and keep the play alive, it was something we knew, but to do it in this game, so I'm going to give two quick examples, then we can move on. Early in the game, it was third and... Sixth, third, and seventh, third, and middle. Peyton Thorne's rolling right. Uh, Jalen Naylor is sort of running a, a sweep across the field. Thorne's extending the play. All he needs to do, he's, he's well outside the pocket, but if he just takes a beat and sets his feet instead of sort of throwing on the run, he hits Naylor on this third down for at least a 15-yard strike in Michigan State's in the red zone. He, he sort of, he rushes it. He throws it too hard. It's over his head. Just a few plays later, or a few quarters later, excuse me, that same thing, very similar play, similar action. He rolls right. He just sort of tucks it and just keeps going, stretches that ball out past the sticks and moves the chains. And then he threw and then he threw the touchdown pass on third and seven. I mean, big time plays when it's Peyton Thorne. We need you to do something. What are you gonna do? And I I was very unsure if Michigan State had a game manager or someone I trust. Look, there's a long way to go. He's going to throw back-breaking picks. He's going to fumble the ball. He's going to hold on longer than you want. He will get sacked. There will be growing pains. Peyton Thorne. Oh, I want to be really, really, really careful. No, no. He I has. Could tell, I could see a look in your eyes. You're, you're winding is, up. Just go I, for I, it. I, I, I was winding up. Dude, I almost just took a, a hack. Such a hack. He's not Connor Cook. That's absurd. There are three years left. He has a lot of time of development. If you continue to insulate him with transfer talent like this, I mean, Michigan State has two legit wide receivers. Three, really. Trey Mosley's really good. They have great skill talent. Walker's a phenomenal back. Jordan Simmons and Elijah Collins are pretty damn good, too. Connor Hayward finally being used the right way as this H-back tight end type deal. I mean, that's every single skill position. Now you need a mediocre to slightly above average offensive line. You're in business. You're rolling. I think that's what Michigan State has, and I believe in Peyton Thorne especially. And this is why he won the job over over Anthony Russo, right? Say it was a tie. Look at the development. Look at how much room there is to grow. I mean, my God. Ah, That was going to be my point, and you stole it, but it's a good point. It's a good point Um, because, I mean, the the rapid development – I was going to also say the rapid development of Peyton Thorne kind of is – symbolic of this whole entire team under Mel Tucker. I mean, where they are now in comparison to when he took over is you can't say enough about how quickly that process of evolving into a, I mean, let's again, pump the brakes, not world beaters yet, but a legitimate big 10 East team that looks like a nine win football team at least is you can't say enough about it. And I think Peyton Thorne, uh, uh, as is, is just at the focal point of that that development and in, in how far he's come in a short amount of time. Yeah, and you can see Scotty Hazleton's defense. I mean, I can. It's gonna be it's gonna be frustrating for Spartan fans. Um, I, I learned that this week. The, the the bend don't break. The amount of curls that get run right to the sticks and completed, and the amount of ball movement that goes on between the twenties on this Michigan State team, very frustrating. Pretty good in the red zone. Yes, Miami did drop a touchdown and then missed the field goal, so there should be at least seven more points on Miami's board right now. But I, you won the game. I like it. You I won like the game. It. There's, there's so you. I don't, I don't know if anyone could have possibly told me this is where I was going to be sitting on this day, three and a half weeks ago. There's no shot in hell I would have believed you. None. 
I would have signed up for two and one and run with it and run <laughs> with it. Like, like, like in a heartbeat. I mean, we can listen back. I think my official prediction was six and six. And I was hopeful that they could get to five and seven. And I really kind of thought they'd get that seventh with, with that one classic Michigan State play up a game and steal one you shouldn't win kind of win. But <laughs> the Vegas over under was four and a half. I got buddies who are about to cash out over a grand like next week. It'll be October 2nd, and they'll have a grand in their pocket. Just the easiest Talk coming. All you Talk get is coming. Talk and coming. I want to – all right. I'm very excited about Michigan State. This is great. I couldn't be happier. It's been six long years, long years. Because those are the same years that the Tigers have sucked, that the Pistons have been in purgatory, the <laughs> Lions went back down. We thought in 15, and it was kind of the end of that Stafford run from 11 to 15, three playoff appearances in five years. And, uh, and and then Caldwell was like kind of fizzled. Everything started going down, right? Right? Right when I left school, really. Yeah. Um, Go and back now, to school, Tony. Now, oh my God. Can we talk about the Tigers? Is there any time to talk Tigers? They just took oh, two yeah. or three Let's from the race. I mean, Let's I'm just so giddy. I'm so giddy. Like, they should have just swept the race, really. So, like, uh, if it wasn't for a bad ninth inning, they were better in 26 of the 27 innings. But. The Tigers are trending up. The Pistons got Cade Cunningham. The Lions blow. We're about to get to them. But but at least, I mean, they're going to get a good pick. And there, there's a little bit of, I don't know, maybe something. And if not, the Lions were never anything, anything anyway. So it's not like we missed out. But Michigan State football, man, it's been very exciting for me. But very quickly, three minutes. I want us to give, did we give enough credit, due credit to Michigan? Because, uh, I mean, I, t- I took them behind the barn for, for many months and enjoyed a lot yeah, you, of, well, uh, you were good times. At you were an expense. angry. You were an angry person for all the reasons you just outlined. You just outlined, and and justifiably so. And so the fact that Michigan was also um, dealing with it too. Right, right. You took great, uh, great satisfaction in that, which is fine. I don't think there's any problem with that. That's what a good yeah, ride. You admit, for. you admitted that you do that yes. at the beginning of this episode. I was so. just about to say. I think 30 seconds in, the first time I spoke, <laughs> I admitted that I'm a horrible person. So, but yeah, Michigan. I mean. It's, I know it's just who do you like more right now, Mr. Unbiased, Mr. Radio, Michigan, Michigan, Mr. Straight down the middle. I, and this was a a topic on, on the, the, the cricket. And I do, because they're they're right next to each other in the rankings, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, state and uh, I wonder which one's ahead. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Rankings don't matter. No, I was talking about that with someone. I was like, rankings don't matter. So you see that little 2 0 next to your name, and it's been a few years, it's different. Yeah. It hits different. Hits different. Look Continue. at Tony getting in touch with our younger audience. That's it's like a Gen Z thing to say, right? Oh, it hits different. It's lit. Shut up, Jake. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. Right. No cap. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, I do think it's okay to say, and I'm here, that I would rather be a Michigan State fan than a Michigan fan right now. But, 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 three freaking games in. That's, that's, remember that. Three games in. Yeah. And Michigan, both teams are going to start conference play, which I think you couldn't dial Wait, didn't up. Didn't Michigan State beat it? Oh, that's State? a very good point. Good, good, very good point. Very good point. <laughs> but um, yes, no, but sir, uh, the worst, the worst, could they be the worst power five? No, no, that belongs to Florida State and Arizona are worse no. than. Northwestern's not even the worst team in its division. Northwestern's going to beat Illinois. And I think they might beat Nebraska. Illinois is horrible i get offended 24 nothing to duke tony were they i I was busy i was busy i was watching other things it was the nerd bowl come on that's your other alma mater show it is it is no i knew they lost i i checked in on the final score but i didn't see how it developed but all right so 
So, ge- so genuinely, right now, is it because the game would be in East Lansing? Would you pick Michigan State to beat Michigan? Are yes. you picking them right now? Yes, yes. Gun to my head, I'm taking Is that them. because Although Michigan State, State always plays up against Michigan? Is it because Michigan State has shown a little two-dimension with the running back and the passing? Is I mean, I mean why? Like, yeah, no, I, I can't pick right now. Let's Jake, let's actually do your job here and and host and and co-host and provide uh, rationale and analysis instead of just sitting here with like one word answers like, oh, yeah, I like state. All right. <laughs> My bad. So here's why. And it's it's again, three, three game sample size. But I think Michigan State has just simply because of the schedule shown a lot more that they, they can go on the road. They can beat a, a good team like Miami and people will argue, Oh, are they really that good. But Michigan, we just haven't seen it from Michigan because they haven't had to show it. And that's no fault to their own, but going back to the topic gun to my head, who would I take Michigan state? Because I've seen more from them because the schedule has allowed them to show more. So the only reason I would lean towards Michigan state right now as well is because over the past 10 years, this is one of my favorite um, sort of arguments to get in with Michigan fans. This rivalry has really, here's a, man, I'm saving one of my best takes for the end of a show. The rivalry really has nothing to do with Michigan and solely to do with Michigan State. So if you look back for the last 10 years, if Michigan State is good, they win. If they're bad, they lose. Bottom line, it holds true every year. 2011, they were, don't worry. I know all the scores. And I know all the games. We're going to do it real quick. 2011, they won 28 to 14 and Michigan state went to the big 10 championship that year. Michigan missed out because they didn't beat Michigan state, but that was the year they beat Ohio state. They went like 10 and three. That's a pretty good Michigan team. 2012, Michigan wins 12 to 10 by kicking four field goals. Michigan State was only seven and six that year. It was not a good Michigan State team. 2013, MSU was good. They won. 2014, MSU was good. They won. Same in 2015. Then 2016 happens. Michigan State is down. They're three and nine. They lose. The next year, they come back up. They're 10 and three. They win. In 2018, in 2019, Michigan State is terrible. They lose both. Last year, sort of the exception, neither team was good. Michigan State happened to win. But every single year, Michigan State is good. Even some of those years, Michigan was good. 2011, Michigan was good. 2015, Michigan was good. 2017, Michigan was, eh, they were all right. When they're both good, Michigan State wins. It's held true for a decade plus. Tony Garcia, everybody, putting your mind in the blender. At least that's just what happened to me. I I, I followed, but, and I was just kind of bad. No, no, it was not bad. I just, I, you know, my tiny little brain can't do the, the year to the score, the year to the score. Yeah, yeah no, it was it was too many numbers and facts. I needed a font. In TV, we call it a font. You put up some numbers ah, on the screen. Because when you're throwing too many numbers, people get lost. And right, I, I, know, right. I know I just did that. The bottom line is every year Michigan State won more than seven games in the last decade, they won. When they don't, they lose. So it really has no bearing on if Michigan's good or not. When Michigan State loses frequently, yeah, they'll lose to Michigan. If they're not, they won't. Was that easier for you? Much, much easier. I still just, go. I might as well have on your screen, on your Zoom screen here, that uh, uh, that gif of Alan from The Hangover with all the numbers coming out because that's <laughs> that's kind of how I feel right now. What's what's that actor's name? Zach? Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Yes, yes. And funny, I shared a, a, a Hangover meme from almost that ex- very similar point in the movie when they're driving to go pick Doug up. They're all so jacked. We are back. Oh, we yeah. are back, we baby. Are that back, was baby. me Saturday. We are <laughs> back. 
Um, the boys are back. Today's Quickly. episode just just uh, the Alan, just the hangover gifts the the to describe our emotions. That's what it is the entire <sighs> time. Should. We should. We should have just done it. All right, quickly. I think another reason I'm so happy is because I didn't have to watch the Lions look terrible yesterday. Oh, Lions! We, we can Sundays we can watch the them look tonight. Look terrible tonight. This and the whole nation fun. can join us on national television. It's so funny. My mom uh, saw me watching a game yesterday. She goes, "That's not the Lions." And I was like, "No, they don't play tonight." And she's like, "They're on Monday." I was like, "Yeah." She's like. You always tell me that good teams play on Monday. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. My mom, who knows nothing about right. the NFL, is so confused. Um, so accurate, though. But, but yeah, uh, so, no, they get um, – they fall behind 21-0 to zero today. All right, I've got a couple of um, a couple of betting angles that I want to run by you because um, – yeah, 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 because I just think uh, the, the – I mean, they're going to lose the game. And, and also, too, real quick, the – the Sunday night game yesterday was fantastic. I mean, the and then the Monday night game between the Ravens and and uh, Raiders the other night. The national games have been great, so I can't wait for our Lions to even be Thursday reason. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good Football point. Yeah, Giants. that's right. The field goal at the last second, but over under total points. I think this is just a steal. Mason Crosby seven and a half by himself so think of it he's a kicker for the Packers so he's going to get a field goal he's going to get a bunch of extra points over seven and a half plus 175 book it Tony Garcia book it I do I think that but I mean it's the classic four touchdowns on a field goal and they get 31 but I guess the question is do the Packers score more than 31 points I think yes yeah and it's plus 175 is that an odds boost no, 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 no. You can get it uh, on the official. No, I wish we had an official sponsor. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Just no. Uh, okay. Just digging around DraftKings. I saw that one. I'll hop on it. I'll join. I'll, I'll hop on the on the train with yeah. you. And yeah. um, and then Thursday when we come back and we preview Michigan State playing Nebraska, we preview Michigan playing Rutgers. Yeah, and- Rutgers, as Brian yeah. Chapman likes to call them. Um, yeah. I had to listen to that for three hours last night, and everybody called me saying, it's pronounced Rutgers. We know, we know. <laughs> or as Mike Bellini says, the State College of New Jersey. Yep, I, I hear that one as well. The only right. stepsister or stepbrother of the Big Ten. Doesn't matter. Whenever they play Michigan State, they're losing. Doesn't matter who you are or what you call yourself. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, Michigan State's playing Nebraska under the lights. Night game at Spartan Stadium. Yeah, you know, I'm supposed to, uh, because, you know, I'm a big capital J, big, uh, big. No doubt. Will Tony Garcia be here for us? I will be here for you. We are. We're hosting a tailgate, WLNS's. And uh, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, (laughs) that sounds electric. How How do I get tickets to this tailgate? It's free, my friend. Just, uh, oh stop my. on, stop on by the stadium, and uh, you can meet yours truly. The a punishment that nobody ever wanted. Wow, I can see him in the flesh here for us. No, we'll have a green, we'll have a green screen, and people like to do interactive weather, and it's even more fun when a bunch of drunk people come around and try to do it. It should be a good time. Oh yeah, sounds like a good time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. We're signaling at each other. I'm like, all right, we're done. And then you're making eyes at me like, yeah, you're the one who started the show. So how about you end the show? All right. I know what I'm going to do it on this episode of the Michigan State of Sports. For Jake Reedma, I'm Tony Garcia. I hope you had yourself a wonderful weekend. Have yourself an even better week. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Peace. Peace.